Welcome back to Health Check. I'm Heidi Godman. We have been speaking all hour with Dr. Eugene Pereira, who is a pain management specialist at Sarasota Memorial Healthcare System from the Pain Management Program. If you want to check him out, then you can just go to smhpaincare.com. We spent most of this time talking about a new procedure available at Memorial for an implant that can relieve back pain. It sort of opens up a space in between these compressed areas. It decompresses the area. And in fact, it is called indirect posterior spinal decompression. And if you're interested in knowing more about this little device that can make a big difference in your pain, then just check it out, smhpaincare.com, to find out about indirect posterior spinal decompression. But we want to talk now about uh, procedure-free ways to treat a a lumbar spinal stenosis pain. And there are a lot of things that you can do that don't involve pills and don't involve any procedures. Absolutely. Um, Spinal stenosis has been around since we've been walking on two feet and uh, aging um, gracefully or not. So um, the most important thing is to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Watch what you eat. Don't carry on a lot of excess weight on your body because that puts pressure on your spine. Uh, The types of food that can cause inflammation uh, that are not nutritious enough to maintain uh, nerve health uh, we like to go to fast foods and TV dinners, or, or all you can eat, or happy hours to cost maybe to uh, for cost containment, but it might not be the most nutritious food we get. Uh, but people, a lot of people out there right now just went, "Hey, that sounds pretty good. It's dinner time. Oh, I, maybe I, I should do that." Uh, but but no, you need a healthy diet, and having too much weight on your bones puts a lot of pressure on areas that if you have any problems in those areas, then it's going to make the compression worse and the pain. Absolutely. And uh, habits we pick up in our younger age, such as smoking, which appears to be cool and maybe a result of peer pressure or or reading the backs of glossy magazines uh, has a a lot of bad effects on bones and ligaments. Most specifically, it dehydrates the water molecules from our discs and ligaments and they lose their sponginess or the elasticity and they become brittle like an old sofa cushion and then crack and the stuffing comes out and that starts to collapse and uh, it's not just in the spine you can see this on people people's faces when they're smokers or their skin that's wrinkled and shriveled is because the water is being sucked out of it basically you're literally smoking yourself out from a piece of meat to a piece of bacon if you will mm. Oh, never thought about it that way, but I could see it. I could imagine how that would work. So so that also is affecting the insides of your body, not just your lungs, your blood vessels, but also perhaps uh, these areas that we're talking about in your spine. Absolutely. Now, uh, I'm relieved to realize in recent uh, news segments and health segments that maybe we are at the end of the smoking epidemic, if you will. People are no longer rushing to light up. Uh, and, but it's been a long and winding road and what a struggle it was to associate uh, tobacco products such as nicotine with the diseases that they mentioned on the carton of cigarettes. But like I tell my patients, there's not enough room on that carton to tell you about all the bad things that smoking can do to you. Sure. So, but if you could stop, and that's no simple task, but if you could, that could help reduce your, your back symptoms, your back pain? It could reduce all your uh, symptoms of arthritis, back pain, any neck pain. Yeah, in addition pain. to all the other many th- wonderful things that it could do for your blood vessels and, and your lungs blood and all that. And, all but that. It, it, and blood pressure. It could also potentially reduce your, your back pain symptoms. All right, so losing weight, smoking cessation, 
What about NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, because they have a lot of long-term use risks associated with them? Every human intervention, and I'm trying to be philosophic here, uh, has consequences, whether it's medical or not. And to put it very cynically, uh, modern medicine is the process of robbing Peter to pay Paul. So we are reducing inflammation, but we are tearing up our stomach trying to do so. And that's the case of NSAIDs. So it's not your favorite? No, I, I wouldn't try to do that. Uh, but uh, but we should, we have to, uh, just a couple of minutes left, so I want to get this in here. Physical therapy, one of the best th- things that you can do to strengthen your core and, and, and strengthen the muscles that help absorb all the pressure that you're putting on your spine and your, and your other muscles, and, I'm sorry, uh, bones. So how does that work? So... By strengthening, by strengthening the muscles and the core musculature of your lower back and abdomen, you are using those muscles then as a surrogate for the discs that are wearing out, and those muscles are held in in, uh, in a higher level of tone to keep things separate than otherwise would be rubbing against each other. The bone on bone phenomenon, if you will. And that's really what the what the steroid injection is for. For, for people who do, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that what it's for? For people who can get those steroid injections into the spine, it gives them relief, and that sort of just buys them a little time to build up those muscles. Yes. I mean, one should not be complacent and say, wow, I have now taken care of this stenosis by getting an injection. One has to use that. I use the analogy of brushing and flossing, where the injection itself is the brushing of the teeth, but the physical therapy is the flossing and the Together, the combination is one that keeps us uh, from having dental decay. We've had so many analogies today. We've talked about (laughs) brushing and flossing. We've talked about jacking things up like a car. Uh, And all of these things make them more relatable. And you can understand so much more about how you can fix these problems and how they occur if, if you relate them to these kinds of things in your life. So really the message today is you don't have to live with lumbar spinal stenosis pain, right? Absolutely. And speaking of connections, the mind works by making many connections, and that's why analogies work so well. I agree, yep. 100%. And I'm, I'm marveling at how many we have, and I'm so impressed because each time you're describing it, I get a better picture and I get a better understanding. So I want to thank you so much, Dr. Eugene Pereira, for coming on the program and giving us hope that really there is something we can do about lower lumbar spinal stenosis uh, pain. So thank you again for being on the show. Always a pleasure, Heidi, and go Mountaineers. Go Mountaineers. That's right. My West Virginia buddy. All right. That's Dr. Eugene Pereira, who is a pain management specialist at Sarasota Memorial Hospital. And if you'd like more information about Dr. Pereira or anyone at the pain management program, just check them out at smhpaincare.com.